What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with your host, Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. And this is another NBA breakdown or NBA preseason preview. We're going to start out with the Boston Celtics. Now, we did the Atlanta Hawks, and that was another organization, another franchise that was reluctantly failing to embrace the rebuild that's inevitable for that franchise. The Boston Celtics are in a whole nother situation here. The Celtics are a team that seems they've forgotten what the goal is. It seems that they're more concerned with everything else other than what happens on the basketball court. Last season, the Celtics finished 57-25, and which was their most win total that they've had in the last geez, they have There was a highest win total in 14 seasons since they won 62 games with Doc Rivers. So the 57 wins was their best win total. However, they failed to reach the NBA Finals after reaching it a year ago. They lost in the conference finals to an under-talented or a less talented, underwhelming Miami Heat team because effectively, essentially they were outcoached. Let's just call it what it was. They were outcoached. And we don't know exactly what took place behind the scenes, but what we do know is on March, in March, Marcus Smart was fined by the team. And in June, Marcus Smart was traded by the team for what was termed as draft considerations. So essentially, they just wanted to get Marcus Smart out of the building. We don't know why you would want to get a guy that has been, I won't say the heart and soul of your team, but he's definitely been one of the major arteries of your team, a guy that has the pulse of your franchise, a guy that was part of the grit and toughness that your franchise stood for. I don't know why you would jump to get rid of him. And we can go, we're going to go into the transactions and the moves they made, but I just I find it interesting, and I try to stay within the league year, which starts in July. But that move stood out to me because I remembered Marcus Smart getting fined in March. And essentially three months later, they traded him away for nothing. And in doing so, traded away any hopes they had of returning back to the NBA Finals. They did re-sign Jalen Brown for a huge extension. They added Kristaps Porzingis. But in the process, they traded Grant Williams to the Dallas Mavericks. Another glue guy, another core guy, another tough guy, another guy that didn't need to impact the game, didn't need the basketball to impact the game. And this would mark the second offseason in a row that they've made changes that were predicated on things outside of what happened on the basketball court. We all know about the firing and and whether he deserved to be fired for his actions to me is not something I'm going to get into or to me is irrelevant. What we do know is Ime Doke was a hell of a coach. He led the Celtics to the NBA Finals. The players wet the bed, not Mdoke. And to reward him for that, you fired him for a relationship with a female employee. And in turn, you, quote, protected the employee, but you threw his family under the bus. That's neither here nor there. But the big thing in that is that they took a step back in coaching by getting rid of that. So the goal wasn't to win the title. The goal was to be a morally good team or whatever the case may be there. And when you start worrying about moral fiber and start concerning yourself with things outside of basketball, start judging people, that's when things can go left. And that's what's going on right now with Missoula and the coaching staff that he has now with Sam Cassell being the lead assistant coming in now, who quite frankly, Cassell is the more qualified candidate. The only thing Joe Mazzulla has under his belt that San Cassell doesn't have is that he's a New Hampshire or that he's a uh, New England kid. Mazzulla was born and, ra- or born and raised in Rhode Island. 
So that's the one thing he has. He doesn't have the basketball acumen, doesn't have the IQ, doesn't have the skill set, doesn't have the resume that Sam Cassell has. So if I'm Sam Cassell, and again, this is an organization that's in parallel right now because your assistant coach should be your head coach. So you're asking Sam Cassell to be the second in command to a guy that he's more qualified than. You're asking Sam Cassell to be the second in command of a guy that he knows more basketball than. And you're asking Sam Cassell to, to, to be the second in command to a guy he's more accomplished than. How does that work? What makes you think that's going to work? And by trading Marcus Smart, maybe Marcus Smart was the guy that spoke up. Maybe Marcus Smart was the guy that challenged Missoula in the coaching office. Maybe he was a guy that made things uncomfortable. But he also was a guy that gave you everything he had on the floor. And you're going to replace that production with Christoph Przingis, who's going to give you numbers, but he's not going to give you wins. Przingis is going to give you numbers, but he's not going to give you minutes. He's often injured. And you've never heard a teammate, at least to my recollection, come out and say, no, that's my guy. Przingis started with the Knicks. He was supposed to be the franchise player in the Knicks. That didn't work out. So then he goes to Dallas. Supposed to be the second, the uh, Robin to Luca's Batman, and Luca couldn't stand it. Well, Luca allegedly, reportedly had issues with him. So then you shipped him to DC, who's rebuilt, who DC, Washington's always dang for a rebuild. And then Washington gets rid. So this is fourth team, fourth opportunity to do what? To do what he does put up numbers, get hurt, and discipline in critical moments of the season. What makes the Celtics think that's going to work? And I understand they needed to get front, younger in the front court. But that isn't the way you want to do it. You have a guy in Robert Williams who's having problems developing, and that's a whole nother story, a whole nother issue that you're going to have with the Celtics is you got this tremendous talent in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and outside of what they're doing on their own, they're not getting the development or the player development. We're not seeing a transition to the floor, at least, that they should be getting. And now you're adding Peyton, you can add Peyton Pritchard into that mix. These are guys that have the talent and are putting the work at work in outside of the organization. But during the season, they're not getting the necessary reinforcements to help their player development come along. And then you're going to add a guy like Porzingis. And when you have Robert Williams sitting there, so now you got an off-injured Robert Williams, you got an ancient Al Horford, and you got whatever you underwhelming, underperforming, off-injured, whatever you want to tag Porzingis as, you won't tag him as a champion. So right now, the Boston Celtics are a team that hasn't lost in the first round in a few years. This looks like this is going to be the season that they lose in the first round. This is going to be the season where the Celtics take a major step back. Malcolm Brogdon, who is one of the most even-killed players in the NBA, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, is upset because the Celtics traded him and then have to bring him back. And again, I don't think there's a more organization that fail, fails to read the room better. I don't think there's an organization out there that has been so successful at failing to read the room. The core of your team is full of African-American men, and you fire an African-American coach because he slept with a white woman. And I probably shouldn't say it that way, but that's what they did. She wasn't a subordinate, but that's what they did. And then they go back here. They come back the following year. They trade away an outspoken African-American player for a less qualified Caucasian player. This is what the Celtics have been doing. And then they promote the underqualified African-American coach. Like They're like a walking stereotype for the 50s. And they think that these players, Jalen Brown is one of the most astute people, not basketball players, but people in the world. 
You don't think he's bothered by this? You don't think these things are, are, are an issue for him? Yes, he took the money, but I guarantee he's already looking for his plane ticket. I guarantee you, and this is just me talking, just, just an opinion, Jalen Brown has is, is got his eyes on a couple teams out there that he would like to go play for. But you got Malcolm Brogdon upset, and he's going to be probably your backup point guard when you traded for him to be your, one of your lead guards. Now you're going to be trading. Now he's upset. He's coming into coming into camp upset, and he's not letting the world know he's mad, but there have been reports that he's already upset. Then you got Christoph Przingis, who we've already mentioned. This is going to be his fourth time to do what he hasn't been able to do yet, stay healthy and be a fundamental cog in a championship team. Hasn't done it in four trips, but maybe this will be the time. I repeat, Boston's front office is the worst at reading the room. And now this is the second offseason in, off in a row that they've taken better players, better coaches, better. They've taken the better option and going with the lesser option for something other than basketball. And the addition of Sam Cassell, the loss of Grant Williams, the loss of Marcus Smart will turn out to be the downfall of this team. The decision makers are, are either missing or miscalculating the emotional spirit of the game. They did it when they fired Ime. They miscalculated his impact on the wins. They had more wins, but that was essentially because teams weren't, that's essentially because Brooklyn wasn't what teams thought they would be. Brooklyn started out hot. They got a couple wins in Brooklyn. They got a couple wins on teams that underperformed. Milwaukee was another team that underperformed. If you're banking on teams underperforming again to maybe give you a couple more wins, that's a bad philosophy. Again, that's the missing or the miscalculation. Yes, they won 57 games, but I think we all knew going in, First, the second round matchup against Philadelphia, Philly's up 3-2. And many will say if Doc Rivers isn't coaching that team, the Sixers close out that friend, close out that series. I won't say that because I tend to put it more on Embiid than I would Doc Rivers. But either way, the Sixers were up 3-2 in that series. And they went to bed. Miami's up 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics came all the way back just to lose. And it's gotten to a point in Boston where you don't need to make the big change. You just need to maybe make a slight change. Instead of trading Marcus Smart, maybe add a little bit more veteran depth and not a Gallinari, you know, not a Derek White, but maybe a player that, maybe a Jamal Crawford. Sounds crazy, right? Or a Carmelo Anthony. Guys that in the locker room, guys can talk to. Guys in the locker room that, will take a Jason Tatum or maybe a Jalen Brown out for a drink after a rough practice or after a rough game and help them get over it. But instead, they decide to blow up the whole core of this team. Now you're going to have a bunch of players on an island. Now you're going to have guys trying to go tit for tat. Now you're going to have everybody trying to be the reason instead of just doing their job. And then you're going to – then you, the guys that you let go or you traded away, however you want to phrase it, those guys are going to have success in their new roles. Marcus Smart is going to be the veteran leadership in Memphis. He's going to be the guy that does the little things that they so desperately needed in Memphis. He's going to thrive in that position. Grant Williams is going to Dallas where all he's got to do is be a defensive guy and give energy to the team. That's what he does best. And what do you have? You have a, I don't want to call him a malcontent, but a disinterested Malcolm Brogdon and a guy that's off third in Przingis and a head coach that many people question. 
this will be the year the Celtics definitely fall off. And it's going to be weird because Jalen Brown, I believe, is one of the top young players. in the I don't think you'll find many people that say Tatum isn't. But it just seems that the they need coaching matters more for them than it does maybe your other potential superstars in the league. It seems like they have the skill set to go get it, but every once in a while they need someone to write the ship. And when you had that and you let it out, you, you got rid of it for something other than basketball, it allowed these two guys to drift. In the Eastern Conference Finals, you heard that team there, the Miami Heat were trying to force Jalen Brown left. I don't think it was that simple, but you do see film, and when you watch the film, there was a lot of times when they, the Miami Heat were doing things that forced Jalen Brown left, and you would have hoped your head coach would neutralize that with some other play calls. Maybe some high screen rolls, maybe some backdoor, something. Nothing. Nothing. He just left Jalen out there to falter. That doesn't go unnoticed. Jason Tatum getting hurt and the team effectively losing at that moment, not having any, not being able to make any other adjustments, that doesn't go unnoticed. And regardless of what the Sixers are in that division, we do know what the Knicks are going to be. The Knicks are going to be a hard-fighting, scrappy team. They're going to give you everything they've got. And this year, they've got a little bit more scoring prowess, and they've got a little bit more perimeter in adding DiVincenzo and a full season with Hart. The Knicks are going to be better. Toronto, Nick Nurse is going there rebuilding, so Toronto may not be there. But Brooklyn will be a better team. Regardless of what Ben Simmons does, they'll be a better team. And the Sixers, we don't know what the heck the Sixers are going to be, but we do know if Embiid's healthy, that's a damn good basketball team. So now you have the Celtics coming back with a coach that has underperformed on the biggest stage, a superstar wannabe, and two superstars who often play like they don't know each other. Recipe for success that does not make. So I'm going to end it with my prediction for the Celtics. I'm going to say the Celtics win 50 games. When anywhere between, and I said before, we're going to try to keep it within a five-game window because you never know who's going to sit, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to go with 47 to 52 wins, but a first-round exit for the Boston Celtics and the hot, the firing of Joe Mazzulla. Those are my predictions for the Boston Celtics. That's it for this installment of Unparalleled Sports Talk. As always, I appreciate your time of year. You be easy.